Go ahead and grab your Bibles. We're going to be in the book of Matthew. That's the first book in the New Testament. And so turn there. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 21. And as you're turning there, I just want to say, can you believe that we are only 12 days away from Christmas? It is so close, and I'm so excited to celebrate Christmas with my family. I can almost smell the cinnamon rolls that my wife makes on Christmas morning and hear this high-pitched squeal of my kids. Uh, and even my son, as they run down the stairs and find presents under the tree, just the joy and the excitement of Christmas morning. And now this is a special message for all you procrastinators out there. It is only 12 days away from Christmas and Amazon does not deliver on Christmas morning. So you better hurry up and finish your Christmas shopping because we're 12 days away from Christmas. But one thing I love about this time of year, this holidays, is that there's a sense of anticipation that takes place. As the weather begins to, to change, and in most parts of the country, it goes from spring to the crisp fall weather to the nice cool weather of of winter. But here in Arizona, we experience that all in one day when it shifts to our winter season. But I absolutely love when it changes over and we have to start wearing the long sleeve shirts because it's under 80 degrees. And it just gives us this idea of knowing that the holidays are here. Christmas is coming. And it's the begin to plan and, and you know, get ready for the holidays, to get ready for family and friends coming over or going over to their house. And you start thinking of the meals that you're going to make, the presents and the gifts that you want to get there. But for followers of Jesus, even more than that, it's even more that we get to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. We get to know, because we have the knowledge of knowing that this baby in the manger that we sing about and we celebrate is one day going to go to the cross and ultimately is going to have an empty tomb. We celebrate the, the birth, life, and death, and resurrection of our Savior on Christmas morning. And so we are excited about this, this anticipation. And one thing I love about our passage this morning is that it reminds us of this truth. It reminds us of things to look forward to. And so read with me Matthew 1, starting in verse 21. She will bear a son and should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Then all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, this passage takes place when the angel comes to comfort Joseph. See, Joseph just learned that his betrothed, his, his fiance is with child. And knowing that it was not his, he was nervous and concerned and, and confused about what was going on. But God sent this angel to give him clarity, to comfort him in this time. To know that it is going to be not just any man, but it is God himself. And this is where we find comfort as well for our soul, knowing that the words of the prophet Isaiah have been fulfilled. Because it says in verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, during these times of, of hardship and, and craziness of 2020, don't we desire to know that God is with us? 
Don't we desire to know that we're not alone? So many of us have felt lonely during this time of isolation and times of quarantines and times even wearing face masks. We feel alone because we can't feel an embrace of a handshake or a hug from a, a friend or a family member. And there's this loneliness. There's the hardships that some have had uh, struggles financially during this time. Some have lost uh, loved ones and friends and coworkers um, to the sickness. Uh, so many of us have had so many different ways and aspects that we've had difficulties during 2020. But even during the hard times, God is with us. See, we're not alone during the hard times. God is there right in our midst. And he wants us to turn our eyes off all the difficulties, off all the craziness in our circumstances of this world and turn our eyes to fix it on him. But not only in the hard times, but also in the good times. When God brings and allows us to experience and, and, and take on a new job or ever experience a birth of a child or build new friendships or, or just having a good day. You wake up on the right side of the bed and it's just a good day. God is there in our midst. God is in the bad and in the good. And He wants us in all those to turn our eyes towards Him, to be reminded of the fact that He is here, to find comfort in knowing that He is there with us. And here's the best part. The best part of it all in the bad and in the good, that God's being with us has nothing to do in regards to your or my actions. It has nothing to do with if my, my good outweighs my bad or if I made better choices more than I made bad choices today. It has everything though to do with who God is and His character, uh, with to do with His love and His goodness. But during this season, it seems a little hard, right? It seems easy to get fixed on our hard times and our circumstances. It's easy to turn our eyes to ourselves and say, um, man, did, I didn't do enough. I, I didn't give enough. I didn't love enough. Um, I was too selfish. I had too much pride. And, and we make it more about ourselves than looking at God and, and, and recognizing and worshiping God for who He is. We start making it about us. And during the Christmas season, it makes it hard because we have songs that, that point us this way. We have songs as the kids that we grew up um, that reminded us that we had to make good choices, more good choices than bad choices, that we needed to get on the nice list and not the naughty list. For example, sing the song with me. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Now, I told you last week that everyone thinks they sound good singing Christmas carols. We don't. I don't sound good. And so I won't sing again, I promise. I'll leave all the worship singing to Pastor Keith and to John uh, from now on. But what does this song tell us about? It tells us that we have to be nice, not naughty. That our niceness has our way us being bad. And this is where we find the mistake. This is where uh, Santa gets it wrong. And let me be clear about something. The Hoke family loves Santa Claus. We love and look forward to Santa coming and leaving gifts in our house. And uh, we are firm believers in Santa. Um, and so don't get me wrong. We love Santa. But let me be clear. Jesus far outweighs Santa. He is far greater, far more to knowing that because in spite of the list, in spite of all that we've done, naughty or nice, Jesus still came. In spite of our actions, 
Jesus still came. It wasn't dependent upon us. It was dependent upon his love for us. And because yes, God is with us, but even more, God is for us through Jesus. And we see this in the very first verse of our passage this morning. Verse 21, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Aren't you grateful for that? Aren't you grateful for the fact that, yes, he is God for us, but he, God with us, but he is God for us? That he came and Jesus was born as a man, but lived a perfect and sinless life so that he could pay the penalty of sin that me and you deserve. He didn't deserve it, but we deserve it. Yet he willingly went to the cross and took that penalty, that consequence for us. So when we turn our eyes to him and ask him to be our Lord and Savior, we are seen as clean and righteousness, righteous as Jesus. And our relationship is no longer broken with God, but it is restored through Jesus who is for us. So there's some of you today who are watching and say, Josh, I've not experienced this, but I want to know more. Josh, I want to have a conversation what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you are a follower of Christ here today listening and you say, you know what, I'm struggling or I need help in the next step of my journey of faith. Our staff wants to come alongside you. We would love to be able to answer any questions that you may have and help you in your next step of faith. So I'm going to ask you to do this. Grab your cell phone and text the word changing to 94000. That's changing to 94000. We are here. We want to help you and walk with you in your next step of faith. Be encouraged and know that God is with us and he is for us. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much for this day. God, we thank you so much for the work that you're doing in and through our lives. So Father, we celebrate today knowing for the fact that you are here with us. God, as we are worshiping uh, apart online right now, God, we know that you are here with us, God, and we know that you are for us through Jesus. And so, God, I pray that you would help us to put our lives on a trust in you. Father, take our eyes off the difficult, difficult circumstances around us, Father, and be reminded of the truth that we have hope because we have you. Father, for those who don't have a relationship with you that are watching today. Father, I pray that you would draw them to yourself. Father, I pray that you would give them the boldness and encouragement to reach out, Father, and to find out more what it means to have a life-changing relationship with you. God, we love you and we're so thankful for you. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Mm -hmm.